Hello everyone, I'm Samuel, mechanical engineer, and this is If It's Stupid, But It Works, your podcast about engineering, small details, big details, things you thought, well, what is this doing here, who designed this, and does it have a purpose? And yes, this is your podcast about it, about those things that you can wonder about, about engineering, mostly. Anyhow, happy new year for everyone. This is the first podcast of this uh, new 2024, so let's see what brings uh, the podcast. So far it has, has been an interesting year, I mean it's the first year of me making podcasts, the first year for the podcast, I think I started around January last year. So let's see what, uh, what new challenges, what new topics, what new small details is this podcast bringing this 2024. Let's go! So I'm going to put you into this situation. It's rather stupid. Well, not stupid, but well, you have to think about it at some point. And let's imagine that you want to make something really, really flat, really, really, really flat. And you start working on it and you use a, for these cases, I use a ceramic because there is stability, uh, how it works, uh, how it performs when you try to have really tight tolerances and you make it really flat, you have used the best machine in the world, they have promised you this, the best uh, of the best, so flat, so flat, that it's impossible to get flatter with the current technology, you say, okay, nice, this is really good. And now, how do I know it is that flat as they promised me? What do I use to make a, to measure something that it is flat? Okay, uh, ideas that comes to my mind. Yes, you use a ruler, but how do you know the ruler is flat? Or, I don't know, put some water and see if uh, it sinks to any specific, specific place. But the water is not perfect, uh, has a surface tension. Um, okay, more ideas. I, okay, I know. Uh, car manufacturing, they have someone who just uh, goes to the car, put his hand on top and say, okay, there, there is a small dent here, fix it. So you bring that person, put his hand on top and it's like, okay, yeah, but... How accurate can be someone's hand uh, be true? Can be a lot. That kind of a worker is highly specialized and get paid a lot. But is that good enough for your purposes? So at the point that uh, you have only one way to go, that is use electronic devices, or in this case, use light. I mean, light, electricity, similar things, right? Uh, okay, so. Now what you're doing is, uh, okay, I'm going to scan it, take photographs, and do a lot of things. But uh, maybe there is a more interesting way to approach it. And that's where the autocollimator comes from. The autocollimator, if uh, you are going to display it, I don't know, really basically, at least uh, for the purpose of introductory level, and I will guide you further on how it works and why, and how to use it and why it's important is okay, you have uh, some kind of a telescope, like uh, one for kids. Uh, in one side uh, you are going to put your eye, on the other side you are going to look at what you want to measure. Where you put your eye, you see a cross. And you are looking to what you want to measure, and you see uh, another cross that is uh, reflected back from what you want to measure. 
and that's it. And you say, okay, well, maybe with this I can use it. I'm using the light. Light is going to be, well, straight. Not really, really true. If you go to a, like, really, really deep levels, cool bit is not a straight. Uh, cool bit, but for the purpose, if you are go not going to subatomic or atomic levels, it's going to work fine for, for, for now. At least for the technology that we have right now. And you start to measure in straight line, the convex reflects the, the cross. And if you see the small difference between the two crosses, the one that goes directly to your right and the one that goes into the flat surface you want to measure and reflects, you see, if you see a difference, okay, that could be that, uh, well, there is a misalignment. Of course, first you have to make uh, sure the first step is also is always calibration. You have to make sure that at some point that your both crosses are going to overlap one each other. And then you're going to move it around and see if uh, there are other points that are a different uh, height. Yeah, it is not flat uh, in your base. And well, that magical device that uh, just make two crosses and compare one to each other is what I'm going to explain today. Because, okay, sometimes uh, it is important to know how something is designed, how something is made. But uh, at the same time, I think it's really important to know how things are measured and what are you measuring and how are you measuring it. Because, okay, yeah, a ruler could have worked up to a certain level. The hand of someone could have worked up to a certain level. If you have, uh, well, worse tolerances or better tolerances, or tighter tolerances, or you want to call it, at some point you have to go deeper or you don't need it. That's depending on your design. But if you don't know, don't know how this measure and if it is possible to measure it, well, then you have a gap in your knowledge that maybe make your design worse or could be that, uh, well, it is impossible to measure what you have done and nobody will care and you will get charged for something that they say they will do, nobody will do. You don't have a way to check it. But anyhow, Let's go back to the autocollimator. This is a really interesting device. Has a shape of a D. Okay, that uh, is easy. And on the leg of the D, you have uh, well a source of light and a cross that is tinted on a glass, and that's basically it. Then in the center of the D, you have a kind of prism. And that is going to do two things. The light that is coming from the source of the leg of the T is going to be reflected into that uh, prism. And one beam of light is going directly to one of the arms of the T and the other beam of light is going directly to the other arm. And uh, that way you have one cross that goes directly to your eye that is going to be your reference. And well, that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, what you are going to use to compare. And the beam of light that is 180 degrees from the, your reference, the one that you are seeing in your eye, is going to go uh, well to the, the arm and the arm is going to be pointing to something, whatever you want to measure or whatever is helping you to measure. And that is going to reflect. And when it goes back, if it is uh, perfectly aligned, well, then uh, one in cross is going to overlap the other. So you are going to see just one cross. But... If you see uh, two crosses or you see one cross, uh, well, 
with two arms, let's say, then you have a misalignment or you have, well, see, yeah, technically you have a misalignment. You have seen that the surface you are measuring is not aligned with the first step, with the alignment uh, calibration step. And that way you can compare with really small surfaces. If you calibrate your system really well and you have really good optics, if, uh, well, there are variants on it. And now I'm going to explain how to use it to measure different things. The first thing is what I already mentioned, that is the flatness. I think, uh, well, it's uh, pretty self-explanatory. First you calibrate it, uh, make sure that both crosses are one on top of each other, and then you move the flat surface around. Don't move the auto-calibrator or you, you will lose your calibration. Move the flat surface around, and that way, well, if you see that the crosses start to, uh, one, they, they are not overlap one on top of each other, that you see that one moves, uh, the one that is reflected moves, well, you can see then which spots that surface is not completely flat. That's, well, the easiest way to do it. Then what if, uh, for example, you said, I want to measure some corners. I want to see the, if the corners are completely straight. Yeah, it is... Uh, 90 degrees. So the way to measure the corners that are 90 degrees is pretty much the same. You just need to bend 90 degrees the beam. How do you do it? You have a special prism that is going to bend it 90 degrees. Of course, you have to make sure that that prism is calibrated. You have to make sure that, well, it is not uh, not faulty, then your machine is not going to work. But okay, let's assume that that prism is perfect. That prism is going to act like, like a mirror. <laughs> exactly. It's going to go bend the beam of light, that is going to bend it in 90 degrees. And on the other side, on the wall, say you have a flat surface and then a wall. And in the wall that you want to measure that has uh, 90 degrees, uh, you put another mirror and you try to see if that uh, the, the beam of light, the cross that you are uh, projecting into that mirror, is returning exactly to the same place. Okay, uh, of course, that mirror also has to be calibrated. Uh, you have to be sure that you are not adding worse, uh, worse uh, values to your measurements. And that's one way to measure, well, as I mentioned, squareness, or if a corner is uh, exactly 90 degrees. I think it's quite clever. And then you can have, you can do the same with, uh, for example, with uh, cuts that uh, you have made into a cylinder. A bore. Well, you can put a mirror in those bore that fits right in, and you can see if uh, the bore has some kind of inclination inside, and if that is according to your specifications. That is really important. Another uh, thing to do with this is, for example, a measure parallelism. You have uh, two tubes, uh, one parallel to the other, and then what you do is you measure one tube, say, okay, this uh, tube is this straight. The, with the method we have said, the autocollimator and a mirror, the reflection, and then you measure the other tube, just uh, swapping the mirror, leave the autocollimator where it is, and then you measure the straightness in the same way. And if you see that there is a difference between them, well, that's the straightness of the between the two items, and that's well, one uh, one way to do it. Another thing, uh, for example you want to measure the parallelism of uh, different surfaces between them, 
You do the same. You put a mirror behind or in front of the surface you want to measure. And then you do it uh, with the successive, successive uh, planes that you want to measure. And with this reflection, if the reflection of the cross is going to be not on overlapping with the other or overlapping more than what you are trying to allow, you can discard those pieces. And okay, so then you have uh, the autocollimator and you want to measure the flatness of a, of a big surface. In that case, what the people have uh, done, instead of just moving the complete surface around, because sometimes it's really hard and it's really heavy, especially if it is ceramic, uh, those can weight a lot. What you do is uh, you just move the mirror that you want to use and you are just sure that you are measuring it in what is called uh, union, union jack flag. That is, well, uh, imagine just a square and two diagonals that are in the middle and a cross that is in the middle. Exactly like the, like the flag of the UK. And then you measure on those points. And in, on those points, uh, well, you can have a surface uh, flatness a map of uh, how flat something is. Why? Because, well, you are, uh, you are measuring different points, you are getting values of those different points, of the flatness on those different points, and then you just, uh, well, move around uh, the mirror to see where different points, compare it, you know, give it some colors, color for the exos, the CFD, and think, uh, well, this is this flat, it is working for me, it is not working for me. Another way to measure, when you have a new machine, for example, a milling machine or a lathe, it is really important, really, really important that the surfaces that are going to move and the surfaces that are referenced to you, they are properly measured and they are properly calibrated. And one way to do it is, for example, with an autocollimator. You just put the this device on the side and, for example, let's say in a milling machine, the milling machine moves in X and Y, the, the table where you are going to place your parts. Well, you put a mirror there and you move the table up and down and then you can see if during that movement well uh, minus and plus left and right uh, back to bottom bottom to back whatever movement the, the table can make you can see if it is actually flat if it is move it is moving in a straight line and well if it is, has any kind of a defectivity in well, well, uh, well, manufacturing that you need to calibrate or you need to compensate uh, somehow. And that way you can make sure that it's going to be flat, uh, moving in a straight line, moving in a plane perfectly during operation. And that allows you to, well, have uh, way better tolerances when manufacturing with that machine. And now uh, comes uh, another one that it, it is using optics. I think it's also really, really cool. And this is a, well, you want to measure the surface of a lens, for example. And yeah, you say, okay, it's a, let's assume it's a lens that with a concave part on top and flat on the bottom. And you say, okay, I want to measure the, the radius of uh, this lens. But uh, yeah, I don't want to touch it because touching lenses uh, usually is not a good idea, especially if you are in a really clean environment. Why? Because, well... Uh, your fingers uh, could have grease in them, or you can add particles, or uh, maybe you are adding some tension to it. Lenses are really, really delicate. Uh, maybe one day I will talk more about lenses and how they are manufactured. But for now, what I wanted to say is you don't want to touch it, 
yet you want to measure the radius of, uh, of the lens. So what you do is you use an autocollimator with instead of a cross, you use a special lens that uh, well will allow you the, to focus the autocollimator into one point and uh, you will see the one in that uh, when it uh, collimates into uh, into one that one point uh, you will see like a star with uh, with a lot of radius in your well where you put your eye uh okay so what you do is first you measure where uh, the first uh, the that point that imaginary point let's say because you are not seeing it but it is there where the all the light co uh, uh, collides uh, okay, you try to put it on the uh, outside of the radius or outside of the lens, and then you move it the autocollimator down or up, concave or concave, and uh, you will see that the that that pattern that you saw at the beginning will transform into something else, and then it will come back. And when it comes back, uh, you have the well actually the difference between the the distance you move the the lens or the autocollimator, depending on in this case. What is easier? The distance that you move uh, up and down the, this uh, device is actually the, the radius that uh, you are trying to measure. And this is really clever because, well, you are just using light that it is not going to damage the lens, yet you are going to get a really precise uh, measurement of the lens. And this is really important because those lenses are really, really expensive. Maybe you still need to do some after processing uh, of the lens. You have to be sure that that lens is uh, focusing on the right point. And with this kind of device, uh, you can measure it without touching it. As I mentioned, something <laughs> that is not usually not really good for them. And actually, this autocollimator has a lot of more purposes, purposes and ways to use it. I mean, online you can find uh, a, a, well, <laughs> a lot of information about them. Of course, uh, most of them are uh, from companies. Companies are trying trying to tell you how to work with it. Uh, I basically use uh, one one paper from PDF from uh, Moller Vedel Optical that has helped me to understand how it works and understand uh, how everything uh, uh, what can be measured can be utilized. But uh, for sure, if you look around, you will find more. For example, I know that DOE has more information about it. Uh, Wikipedia has in the reference has a lot of information. So if you are interested into it. Just uh, look around, uh, maybe it could be a solution for you in the future. Or I think it's just if you are a designer, you can just learn about it and learn how it can be used. Uh, as I said, this is another tool in the package. And if uh, you know how to use it, maybe you can find cheaper ways to do what you want. Or be sure that, well, the factory is going to be able to measure what you have just designed. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast uh, up to the end. Uh, I hope that the uh, delay between this podcast and the previous one wasn't uh, too much uh, for you. But yeah, I had to, uh, well, I had to go back uh, home from Christmas. And uh, I, I was not uh, in my hometown. So yeah, I had a lot of things to do. I couldn't uh, do anything else uh, for, for this. But anyhow, uh, also I wanted to pay attention that, uh, well, this autocollimator is something really interesting, something that I wanted to show to everyone, so I wanted to prepare it. At least, well, so in a way you can understand. 
it is uh, it is interesting. But anyhow, thank you for listening to me. I'm really glad that uh, you have been making it uh, so far. And please uh, share it with everyone that uh, you like, uh, everyone you hate, <laughs> everyone in your family, everyone in your friends, colleagues at work, whatever. I mean, any feedback, any like is like uh, the fuel for me. And I really like uh, when you give me comments and tell me if you don't like it, if you like it, if uh, something can be improved. And as always, I hope to see you soon in the next podcast. Bye-bye.